0: Hey everybody, welcome back to my podcast. This is Kelly, and this is her podcast. I hope everybody had an absolutely amazing weekend. Um, I know I did. So, I just want to get right into the... I want to get right into today's episode. Today is not going to be as long as uh, uh, last week's. And um, I got a lot of good... Man, I got a lot of support On last week's podcast I am so thankful Like I am And I just can't wait to take this podcast To the next level And show out with it Because for all my doubters Just wait But I'm laying low right now For the come up So Moving on (laughs) And for real some advice to everybody Lay low Like you don't have to be the loudest person in the room. You don't have to be the flashiest person in the room. You don't have to be the baddest. You don't have to be the meanest. You don't have to be anything. Be respectful, be kind, and lay low for the come up, okay? That's all I got to say. That's advice. I don't need to have the, the uh, nicest shoes, the nicest clothes, laid, hair, Like I don't need all that because just wait on it. So, for those of you who don't know, um, I am writing a book. I have not told anybody about this book. I haven't told my boyfriend about this book. I did mention it to my best friend. Like, hey, I want to write a book. Not Her not knowing I'm already in the process of writing a book. Um, I did tell my brother. Because, shout out to my brother for being an author. Um, and... Uh, be, that he's the reason I said something to him because obviously that's the best person to get advice from from somebody that just did something that you are trying to do. So yes, um, my brother wrote a book about motivation. My book is going to be about my life, my life journeys, my struggles, my um, just the things that I've gone through. I mean, like anybody else. Some people has, you know, have been through more, more shit than other people, but for the most part, we all have been through things. Whether you know, my struggles might be cake, a cakewalk from compared to yours, or mine's might seem way worse than yours. But we all are different, and we, you know, your struggle might just be, you know, holy gosh, I can't, whatever, I can't figure out this Latin for my eighth doctorate degree. You know what I'm saying? And mine's might be, I gotta figure out how I'm gonna eat. You know what I'm saying? So, we might mentally both be in a bad head space and be stressed out and be overwhelmed and feel defeated, but our struggles are different. So, never ever compare your struggles to somebody else. Never compare yourself to somebody else. And that's what I learned and I'm learning, especially with the era we're we're in of social media, how you can see people's lives, and of course, it's only the good, so you have to keep in mind that your life is not the next person's, and your struggles ain't the next person's. so you know, live your best life, and whether you're going through some hard ass fucking times or you know you just truly are blessed, and just always keep in mind like the hard times are are so temporary they pass their seasons, they pass, just like the winter, the fall, you know, the summer, all of that pass, and you get through it, so keep that in mind also, and that's words of encouragement for my damn self, because, you know, I struggle with mental health issues, and um, just dealing with that alone seems like the days are longer, so I always, you know, remind myself that, it's, a, it's just a season. You'll get through it and it, it's going to be okay. Fuck it. It will be all right. Shit. <laughs> but um, I'm writing a book for those of you who don't know. Now, this book is going to be um, about my life and um, really getting in depth of the things, the struggles, the um, depression, anxiety the i mean just being very very honest and it might i always tell this to people if i really tell you my life you might get overwhelmed you might you definitely might be like don't feel sorry for me ever don't feel sorry for me don't i would hope you don't judge me but if you do hey that's on you um But if you, if I truly am very honest to somebody about my life, like, I think the only person that honestly knows everything about me is probably my sister. Uh, My sister and I, like, she, we were living together, and she had been around me at the lowest point mentally in my life, and that's the reason why I say she knows everything about me, because... You weren't there. You really have no idea um, the situation. So that's going to be a huge part of the book is that time in my life. Um, And that literally was about Noelle was alive. So I want to say that was probably about four or five years ago. And that was my breaking point mentally when I started, when I developed um, or noticed, I guess, That I something was wrong with me mentally um, was this particular situation, and it changed my life. And it for like it it changed my life, and it wasn't for the good. It was a struggle. It was one of those um, trials (laughs) and tribulations. I believe it was a challenge, to say the least, to overcome such a traumatic um, experience. So that's going to be one of the biggest stories in my book. And of course, I'm going to talk about my um, sexual abuse for six years of my life. I'm going to talk about the after um, effects of all of that. When you have situations like um, child molestation in your family, and that makes me cry. I hate saying that shit. I hate it. I hate it. Like, I really hate it. So, if you know me and you know what type of parent I am, I'm very overprotective. Because i will be damned if my child ever says, I've been molested. Child molestation. Telling her story. Let your story be, you know, not this. Because this hurts. But, you know, I know she's going to go through. I know she's going to go through shit. I don't expect your life to be all peaches and cream. But you know, this type of shit. Mm -mm. No, no. So I'm gonna try my best, everything in my power, my being to protect her from any, from this ever happening. So the book is going to be about that. The book is going to be about my mother, my father, my family, which I don't talk about. I don't fuck with my family like that. So, um, people always ask me actually, like, you never talk about your family like and i have a huge ass family like my family uh is my grandma eight kids great grandma nine kids you know it i have a big ass family they have kids i have and pretty much all my family is alive besides two of my uncles that died and uh other than that, they they all are still here, and they all still have kids, and the kids are alive, and that's a that's and I thank God for that because you know shit happens, life happens, and it's a blessing that we are still here and still able to even share our stories, and uh, yeah, so that's what my book is gonna be about. Um, I want to be as honest and open as I can possibly be it's gonna I'm sure be very therapeutic for me to to um, to tell and um, I'm excited about it I started it and it's it's hard it's it's gonna be emotionally exhausting I can already feel that because I knew when I begin like I it took forever for me to even it's like the introduction it took forever if you hear any noises y'all know I'm driving um I'm pretty busy today so I'm thinking like when the fuck I'm gonna have time to do my podcast but I'm gonna make time I gotta do my Spanish tutoring I gotta do this podcast I gotta actually do DoorDash today because I'm off but then I'm back. I work tomorrow. So I'm like, I have to squeeze all this shit in today. I I got to go running. And I got a fucking migraine. And I hate to complain, but my migraine, I've been having this migraine for two days. And I know it's my allergies. Cause that damn cat. My brother has a cat and I was over there and it's just not sitting well with me. But, yeah. Whew. So I'm just, I apologize if y'all hear this dinging noise. That is DoorDash. I know I'm a hustler. You gotta, listen, I've been working. Let me tell y'all, I've been working for two months straight have not... No. Actually, I just had an off day this weekend. But prior to that, I was working a month and a half... Two months straight almost. So, no off days. Just trying to get it. Listen. Trying to, trying to Just trying to survive. That's it. So, anywho. I apologize for the digging, like I said. But... Take a deep breath. Yeah, I the introduction was the most challenging. I I wanted it to be something that caught my readers' attention and but not telling too much. So the introduction I'll share with you guys next week. Um I I, I put my I'm putting my like I'm literally putting my whole Heart into this situation, into this book, and I'm very nervous because my mom doesn't even know, and I'm not as close to my mom as I would want to be, but she doesn't even know half of it. So, for her to have to read this, for my dad to have to read this, despite our um estranged relationship is that what it is estranged arranged one of the two regardless our relationship is is fucked i mean so despite all that i'm still his daughter and to have to read this if he chooses to read it i'm sure it's gonna be challenging but god laid this on my heart i hate to cuss after i just now i'm saying god but I have to tell my story because I have a higher purpose. I feel it in my soul. And I feel almost like I'm playing a tug of war with my my with devil and God. Like I'm almost like going against what God wants for me and the opportunities that I'm sure are going to come with this book. I truly believe in myself. And up until this point I've been making terrible decisions with a lot of different things men besides the guy that I'm with now, of, of course, my boyfriend now is probably the is the best man I've ever known besides my brother. But prior to him gosh, man, I'm a cry. I am emotional today. Um I don't know any good men. So, my what I want to get, what I want from this book is not money, it's not sympathy. I truly just want people to know. Like, as far as suicide and depression, anxiety goes, like, yes, shit is tough. But don't ever feel like you need to end your life because of a temporary season don't give up on a whole like for example don't give up on cincinnati because we it's hot as fuck right now oh fuck it i'm about to just leave you know fuck my fit fuck everybody fuck my family fuck my job i'm about to just pack up and leave and go move to alaska because i'm tired of being hot that's kind of similar to life like Let me just fuck this this season right now. I'm done with this. Like I I can't even I don't even wanna wait a couple of months to get through this season because I this hard patch because I'm over it. I don't wanna do it no more. When it's gonna be over. It's gonna be it's going to end soon. The summer is almost through. So had you just pushed through the next couple of months or days or minutes or weeks. You what I've gotten through it and it's been plenty of times where I felt suicidal and like that was just easy. Let me just go ahead and do that one more. Um sorry guys, sometimes I get like five orders at one time. But it's been plenty of times where I felt Like, you know, fuck it. Like, this is too much. How can one person bear all of this? And you can. Like, you really can. So, all I want to get, all I want from giving all of me in this book is, like, I want this book to, I want to take my time with it. I want it to be about 200 pages or more and I want to be specific and detailed and I I don't care who it offends. Like, I don't care who looks at me sideways or different. I want to be real and I want to share my pain. I want to share why I am the woman that I am today, like. And then people... Like, people are going to be upset. Because I'm not going to leave anybody out of it. If I felt like you affected my life in any way, you would be in my book. My book. Good, bad, ugly. Will I drop your real name? Probably not. Just because... You know. I'm a respectful person, despite whatever you did to me. Um, But... I'm going to be very real. And it starts with my uncle. It starts with my father. It's, it starts with my mother. And my um, whoever else. Exes. And we'll see where it goes. But. I don't, I don't know. I'm just going to just write it all out. I'm going to write it all out. I'm going to invest in getting a publisher. I'm going to invest in this book. Even if it means my last. Like I'm going to do that. Like I don't need to be New York Times bestseller. I don't need none of that. I need five people to read it. And those five people to tell five people. And so on and so forth and if a thousand people read it great but i got a story to tell and i didn't go through all this shit for no fucking reason i didn't go through all this and get over it and achieve and accomplish and conquer all of this not to share it and not to share it the way i want to share it because a situation happened over this last week um Which affected me and my sister a lot. Which was only confirmation that I was going to go ahead and continue to do what it is that I'm doing. My cousin um, is currently facing charges of um, sexual battery. Sexual assault, I mean. And I think it's three counts of sexual assault. And um, he is being accused of raping, abducting, and um, a woman. And stalking a woman. And me being... I think I t- said this last week, but I'll kind of touch a, touch on it a little bit today to try to update you guys. So me being a a, a survivor of um, uh, molestation and rape, I don't want to ever tell anybody you know that they're lying because for almost 10 years of my life and my sister's life we were told that we were liars we were hoes we would never amount to anything we would only be strippers we would only be prostitutes we would probably have five or ten kids five different baby daddies and never be shit besides hoes working in a brothel house by family In front of our faces not hearsay in front of our faces so it hurt me and my sister I'm sure to be told that we weren't we were lying about something that we both knew was true what would be the reason for us to lie on our family member that they were doing something to us we were kids you know what I'm saying However, as far as my cousin's situation goes, I'm not going to act naive not to think that women don't lie about being raped after they feel like they fucked up. A lot of women have done that that I know or have known, and it was a lot. And I have had plenty of friends that I will never consider a friend anymore do scream rape, scream assault scream whatever because they got too drunk and they woke up with a wet booty and that's it i'm not sure if you thought your pussy was that good even if it is it was gonna get you a ring but either way screaming rape molestation any of that is cowardly to me especially because I am I've been through those situations not only have I been molested by my family member I've been I've been tried plenty of times like I know that I'm a beautiful woman and I know that I have a nice body Despite my little pooch in the front, regardless, like I know that I'm beautiful and beauty. And this is what blows my mind because I never asked for curves. I never wanted to be the one to stand out because of my curves. I stand out because I have a fat ass and I'm light-skinned I'm not stupid like I know that I stand out and I'm very conscious conscious about and cautious about what I wear anywhere because I know that I am very thick um, in places that men could easily what men do, tend to do, is because I am dressed a certain way, they might think that I'm a certain way. Um, when I was younger, I think I I, I, could come on, I, could come off as if, like, I could see how I come off as fast or loose or something like that. Because I didn't wear clothes. You know, I did show off my curves. Every curve in my body, I would show it off. I would heighten it and shit. Like, alright, I know this dress is... Pow! it's gonna go right underneath like right above my ass where my end end of my back is and show that and show my waist and my titties and all that and that was because I was young dumb lonely and very misguided but me being a 28 year old woman I would never do that not to say even if I if I was 28 and wanted to do that, as a problem. Or even, you know, that it is a problem. Because at the end of the day, I don't give a fuck if a woman is butt-ass naked with some fucking stilettos on. And she has a tattoo that says, I'm a stripper, touch me. I don't give a fuck. There is no reason to ever put your hands or touch a woman if she does not give you the okay to do so. And I'm talking about, you need to hear it specifically, clearly, verbatim. Yes, you may touch my ass. Go for it. Unless you're in a strip club. And that's a whole other story. But. I can understand how a man. Might think that. You know. Like damn. Like. She wants it. Like you know. You're showing your ass. You're showing your titties. You are. Not carrying yourself ladylike. And. Not to say again that you have, that gives a man the the green, a, a green flag. Go ahead, you can do whatever you want because I chose to wear this. No, but you have to really be careful of the message that you are portraying. Um, no excuses though, none at all not justifying anything from any man to ever put his hands or touch a woman inappropriately if she does not want that but from what they were saying about this individual that my cousin um, allegedly uh, assaulted raped and stalked was that she was a thought that she was loose that she carried herself just like a thought would which means to me would be titties out ass out you know being loose like not having any really care in the world and that's how she was caring herself so me being his cousin kind of knowing him a little bit knowing his character he is a good guy and not only that my cousin is very attractive like I have some ugly cousins obviously like anybody else you got ugly family members you got attractive family members but he's attractive and he was in prison for such a long time he had hoes waiting on him you know what i'm saying on standby so i just i'm like uh i don't know we all saying you know i don't know i wasn't there but just based off his character i could not see him doing that um but Like, my friend said that we were having a conversation about it because it's it's such a small city. Everybody pretty much know everybody. And her husband actually knows my cousin. And my cousin... Everybody know my cousin is a real-ass nigga. You know, he is not about to... He just did time. Like, you know, and he knows what happens to um, molesters and and, and rapists and shit like that. Like, you know what's going to happen to you. Like, he's not stupid. So i don't think he did it but you just never know and if he did he deserved whatever come his way and if he didn't and she's lying on his character uh she deserves whatever comes her way like i said he is a real ass nigga so i would hope that you wouldn't strip a man from his family excuse me and his girlfriend his fiance is foul because you want to be with him or something petty you know I do think the nigga probably did cheat. But, you know, that ain't my place. I don't know. Shit. I don't know. I wasn't there. But, um, so she goes to make a status and my friend follows her. I'm not on Facebook. So, my freaking hearing came out. She uh, made a status and said, somebody had commented on, commented, which me personally is like, why are you? opening up this can of worms to the public so that you can get attention or so for what so she posted a mugshot of him said what happened to her and she had like 400 comments one of the people that commented was his friend his friend that was with him that day that knew exactly what happened and I felt like he was the only one that could speak on that. If anybody was going to speak on it. He then says to her. Like why the fuck you so mad. He didn't want to be with you. Like you are doing all of this. Because you woke up with a wet ass. Knew he had money. No money. And you're mad about it. Like you're salty about it. Or whatever. So. She then says. Why would I ever want to be with a man. That family is full of child molesters remind you that's my cousin he and i share the same uncle he knows what happened you know how the fuck did she know that you know i'm saying how how is it that you have no idea who this man is saying that my cousin was a stranger and he was stalking her how is it that you have no idea who this man is, but you know about something that happened over 10 years ago, over 15, 20 damn near 20 damn near Yes, 20 years ago. How do you know that if you don't know him from a can of fucking paint and for you to try to share my story, my situation, my life, you have no idea business doing that so my sister called me because she was upset my sister is you know we both dealt with the situation however we were however we could handle it like we we dealt with the different ways we dealt with it however we felt was necessary to, to deal with it some people would turn to drugs alcohol whatever so we did what we felt was right for us to heal but When we have to constantly relive it, it affects both of us because that was such a traumatic um, experience and time in our life. I don't want anybody ever telling my story and then telling it incorrectly or adding shit, forgetting shit, whatever. That was my confirmation from the man above, the woman above to go ahead and tell my story. Because I'd be damned if anybody ever, why would I do that when you chat? Like, bitch, you don't know what happened. You have no fucking clue. And had social media been around, I wouldn't tell nobody. My second situation, like I said, I dealt with a whole bunch of situations in my life because of maybe me being naive or me being attractive or whatever the case may be man tried it and i appreciate every incident that has ever happened to me because i am not soft i am not weak i am not anybody's fucking victim i will beat her ass like there has been situations where i like what happened was i was dating a guy dating i mean going out talking never had sex and he felt it's been maybe three situation two or three situations he felt like i this was our first time actually hanging out he felt like i wanted to have sex with him not sure why, how like where he got that from because i never said anything like that we were texting there was my space and everything so he tried and this would be another story in my book to rape me and I had to do what I had to do this situation gave me courage this situation gave me strength to do what I have to do to anybody period if I had to kill somebody I would kill them and this was a perfect situation if you ever put me in a situation where my back is up against the wall literally like he did trying to corner me and don't ever underestimate a woman's strength. Especially because I was watching my niece. And uh, you trying to rape me in front of my niece, I will kill you. My niece was a baby. I shouldn't have him over my house. Um, my niece is probably like, shit, one. And now she's 12. Is she 12? Yeah. So... But we had been talking for a long time. This was like, he was cool as hell. He was so damn cool. Like, and he never tried anything. Like, I guess that was our first time kicking it outside of like being just at the park or something, like being by ourselves. And, um, yeah. She was asleep and it was still early like the sun was up what the fuck are you doing like it's six fifty two and shit p.m and long story short he tried to rape me and it's t- I mean, he was so strong like I was like what are you doing he was like oh I thought you wanted it I'm like no. And I lied. I was like, I have something. You don't know what I have. Like, I will do any, if you ever been in a situation like that, you will say and do anything to, to get this person off you. I'm like, I got something. You don't know. damn well, I ain't have nothing. I don't give a fuck. As I have something. You don't, you, why would you want to do that? I have something like, don't, don't touch me. Don't touch me. I have something. And he was like, what you have? I was like, I have something like, don't touch me down there. I don't want to give it to you. Like, I ain't been to the doctor just lying and he was like uh fuck it i don't care nigga you are nasty i was like that's what i'm saying and um so i like i kicked him off of me and i'm like all right and then he corners me so i kick him off of me i get up i i get my niece i'm like if you come closer to me, like, I get my niece, I put her in the bag. I'm like, if you come close to me, like, I have to hit you. Like, I have to. I said, get out. Please leave. Please leave. Please leave. And he was like, what? What did I do? I'm like, this nigga is crazy. I'm like, this nigga is crazy. He was like, what did I do? What did I do? I thought you wanted it. I thought you wanted it. I'm like, why the fuck would you think I wanted something? I'm telling you to stop. Get out of my house. Leave now. As clear as leave how many times got like i say leave he's like and he kept walking up to me i said if you walk stay take a step closer to me i'm going to hit you over the head with this hammer in my hand and you if you're in a situation like that you'll say that but like i'm scared as fuck like i don't want to have to hit you damn i don't want blood everywhere like I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna kill your ass like but he stepped closer to me and i had to prove my point like i had to stand my ground i had to just hit him like i was like And I told him, if you take a step closer to me, I'm going to hit you in the head with this hammer. And if I kill you, it's on you. You're in my house. Get the fuck away from me. Nope. So I had to hit him. He was like, bitch. I'm like, yeah. So if you come back over here again, now I can kill you. And he had to walk out of the house, the apartment. He just stood outside. And I was like, I'm calling the police. And I went to the hospital. And I got my blood drawn, like, because I kind of blacked out. I don't really know what happened, but I wanted to make sure that this dirty fuck didn't give me anything. And um, I was healthy. I was good. We were good. I had to do, like, a rape kit and everything. And, um, like, who knows what happened to him. Fuck him. So, I would never, ever tell somebody because i could have easily posted that and people could have known him like that's such and such like he would never do that i'm not gonna it's certain things you don't post on social media because i don't want y'all opinions this is my story this is my life this is what i said happened this is what happened and i don't have a fucking time for anybody outside opinions because i know what happened and i ain't never really shared that with nobody because I felt guilty because I feel like I put myself in that situation, but I didn't ask for that. So if that shit did happen to her, I know her pain, I know her her fears, I know how she felt. It is like a sickening feeling. I had to call, go to the hospital. I had to do a rape kit. I had to talk to social workers. I had to get tested for everything. I had to um talk to police. I had to I cut my cousin came with me. And I just needed moral support. I had to um speak to women, helping women. They were going to place me into a different home. I had to break my lease because he was stalking me. Talk about stalking, okay? And um he just couldn't let it go. Like, he would stalk me, call my grandma's house. Don't know how he got that number. And... um it was scary it was very scary and I prayed like this this is just get be over with because I'm so sick of him I I don't even remember the dude's name I literally like you know how certain things that's so traumatic happen you just literally just try to forget it and put it back in your head I don't even know his name I don't remember he looks like I don't care I don't know and I don't want to be the one to say that a woman would lie about something like that because that shit is scary and it's life-changing and then it's like constantly when it happens after time after time after time with people that you love and trust like you know my stepdad used to try to touch on me and it just was like what the fuck am I giving off a sign like molest me like I used to be like this is some bullshit like what the fuck is going on But like I said, I got a tour, a story to tell, and I will never be the one to tell another woman's story. So if this happened to you, sweetheart, like I am sorry, and it ain't your fault. Shouldn't no man ever in his fucking life ever, cousin, uncle, anybody, friend, associate, nigga, drunk. You feel like she was drunk. You thought she said okay you wasn't sure ever rape or sexually assault a woman ever if you ain't sure guys walk away don't ever be seen with you no know, drunk-ass woman walking around sloppy as fuck you the last person they seen her with you would be the first person they call let it go so if it did happen to you sweetheart You know, get help, make sure that you're healthy first and foremost, and get your mental right. I don't, like I said, from what I know from my cousin, he ain't like that. But I don't know him behind closed doors. I don't know what that, what kinky shit that nigga might like. He might love the adrenaline of raping somebody. You don't know what these rapists like, or what they searching for, what they craving at that time. So you don't know. But I hope to God that that did not happen. Because he got to live with this for the rest of his life, and so does she, if it did happen. And this would be his second offense, and he's probably gonna get some long years if it did happen. So we'll see. But like I said, I don't want to tell another woman's story. But this is my cousin, and he's guilty. hes innocent until proven guilty to me. So I'm saying all that to say, I'm writing a book. My book is going to be about my life. And then the end of it or the middle or whatever is going to also be about forgiveness. And that's what I'm working on in my life because I have a hard time forgiving people. I have a truly have a hard time forgiving and letting go of certain situations. And that's what I wanted to talk about today's podcast was forgiveness. Um, life is very hard. You're going to meet people that do you wrong. You're going to meet people that mistreat you, use you, hurt you, try to break you, manipulate you. And because of all those things, sometimes you do have to have your guard up. And when you meet a good person and you let it down, you just pray and hope that they don't mistreat you. But people make mistakes. And especially when you're younger and I have to learn how to um, let that go. I don't like my uncle. Um, I don't even honestly forgive him. It sounds good to say, I forgive you, you know. But I don't forgive him. I don't forgive any of my uncles or aunts that um, along the way have ever hurt me or talked about me in front of my face. And verbally abused me. Physically abused me. um, Because, you know, I did get beat up by my uncle before. um, And I did get verbally abused by my aunts, aunts and uncles and cousins. So all those people play a real tough part of my life. And it's hard for me to look at them, it's hard for me to accept them. And it's hard for me to ever shake shake their hand or want to be a part of whatever it is that they have going on. Like why the why would I wanna come here? Like I just be like, I don't wanna to come to your none of your events. I don't want I don't care if you have a party. I don't give a damn. Like why are you inviting me? And it's like so awkward because they know how fucking terrible they treated me and my sister that they can't even look me in the eyes. Like, one of my uncles go to church with us. And, like, I don't like you. Like, I don't like you at all. You, your daughters, your wife treated me bad. You played a part of being so verbally abusive towards me and my sister. Like, him... My other uncle, who else? My aunt, at one point, my grandma, my cousins. Like, fuck, like, fuck them. Like, I swear, that's why I be, my, my friend just said, like, you do have a big ass family, you don't never be talking about them. I don't. Fuck (laughs) them fuck them until you like i'm trying to tell you it's gonna my story is gonna be a it's gonna be a good ass story but it's gonna really fucking uh make some people's skin crawl it's gonna really irk some nerves it's gonna really be a hard fucking pill to swallow when you realize the damage you caused somebody like your life don't just get to go on and just woohoo! Yeah, you affected somebody's life negatively. You you mistreated a child, and you thought that you were gonna have favor. Mm, yeah, you you had some for a while, but times up, mother. Like I am telling, and that's a and listen. The, I always say this. The. Best thing for me is a, a smart ass individual. I love when somebody know what the fuck they talking about. i am been, I've been watching the news to share news with y'all. Um, I was supposed to share news with y'all in the beginning, but I had to get all this off my chest. um But I'll let you know what happened. What what news um I've been following. So I don't. Dang, where was this? I want to say it was Atlanta, but. I could be wrong um it was somewhere in the United States um maybe Chicago or Atlanta where a black man and he was in the hospital for pneumonia and he wanted to get out because he had been in the hospital for a couple of days and wanted to just get out and take a walk and get some fresh air. So, he walked around the par- a parking lot with his boyfriend and his cousin or friend or somebody. And he got arrested. He had got arrested. And they tried to accuse him of stealing the hospital equipment. The f- Like, what type of world do we live in where you are assuming that I'm stealing fucking hospital equipment? With the hospital gown on, how the f- how I'm gonna take a whole IV, and it's in my arm, and y'all want to arrest me and put handcuffs on me? He had a fucking he had pneumonia, he, then he ended up having an asthma attack and a seizure. It's over for them. Like they had no reasonable cause to to feel threatened by them or to feel it, ne- it was necessary to arrest them. Had you walked up to them and approached them? And ask them what are y'all doing? They would simply answered taking a walk because I've been in this hospital for over two days, and I'm tired of being in a hospital, and I want to feel the warmth, the sun, the vitamin D to get my melanin popping. But instead, y'all assume and arrest this black man. And what? Like I'm trying, I'm trying to. Th- so I can't wait to figure out where this goes. I cannot wait. To figure out where this goes. In other news around the world in the UK. (laughs) 400. They had 400 enslaved people. Like people. It was like. I want to say it was like 20 people. That had some sort. They had slaves. And they made over 2.4 million dollars. In one year. From these poor people. Homeless, alcoholics, prostitutes. People that are very vulnerable. um, Took full advantage of them. And made them their slaves. Well, they all were arrested. And uh, that's what the fuck they get. Okay? So, I'm going to wrap this episode up with ending it with forgiveness. Okay? It's very important. And I need to be telling this to my damn self. Forgiveness takes time. Forgiveness takes, you know, effort and prayer and um, communication and all kind of other things. Therapy. (laughs) especially if it's as deep as you know my situation was but it's necessary because i don't want to always feel this way towards those people but this is why i am doing what i'm doing because this is the first time i've been so open about my life my situation and not ashamed of it so i think that i'm making progress in that aspect um but eventually i'll be able to forgive and move forward and um that's what I'm working towards. It's important to be for, to forgive and let go and not to dwell and not to be so hard on yourself. You hear me? Okay. Don't be so hard on yourself. We all fuck up. We all make mistakes. I wish I didn't say something to this person 10 years ago. Or I'm sure my uncle and my aunts and my cousins are like, damn, I really wish that, you know, I didn't treat her like that. So we all fuck up. But the good thing about life and God is we get an, some of us get another day and we make that next day count and we don't dwell and we push forward and we know that it's just temporary, it's seasoned, and we're going to get over it. And now we have to forgive. Forgiveness is important. But the credit tip of the day is I want to make sure I stay consistent with my listeners. And I hope that this is helping you all just a little bit or opening your eyes just a little bit um, about credit and things like that. So, the credit tip for today. The tip of the day is this. Uh, Please make sure that you are um, like you make an account for Experian, which is one of the credit bureaus Bureau. Okay. However you said, Uh. Experian has a. www.experian.com slash boost. If you want to increase your credit score currently right now. Because it typically does take about 90 days for your credit to increase. If you are working on your credit. Um. You should see a boost within the first 90 days. Sometimes it could be sooner. Um. But, if you want a quick boost right now, you can go to Experian.com slash boost. This is not a sponsorship ad, which I would love it to be one, but it's not. Excuse me. So, Experian.com slash boost. They'll boost your credit up to about, I don't know, up to, but I know it's like five points. Somebody said 23 points. Somebody said um 30 so it just i guess depends on um you and your credit not sure but if you want a quick boost experian.com slash boost and thank you very much for listening to my podcast um i'm still working on something with a friend you know he's probably hesitant because i'm crazy psychopath emotional but anyways um thank you so much for listening i hope you guys enjoy your week